Good afternoon. This is Leda, founder of Dietitian Your Weight and Rich Dietitian coming to you um, with another interview. And this time I have Courtney Johnson, owner of Intuitively Nourished. She is a copywriter. So this time we are doing something a little bit different. Um, that's not private practice, but something that is, um, I think, pretty interesting to a lot of our dietitian network. Again, Dietitian Your Way is a dietitian network. Our goal is to empower dietitians and nourish communities while we're at it as well. So uh, without further ado, let me introduce to you Courtney Johnson. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Yes, thank you so much for um, for hopping on with me. Um, like I said, I think our, our listeners are going to be really interested in a lot of things that um, you are doing in our community. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, how you became a copywriter. Yeah. So I guess we kind of have to go back first a little bit. So I started my career in, in clinical, knew that I didn't want to do that forever, but wanted that foundation. And then during COVID was furloughed and started a private practice around intuitive eating. And so, um, you know, one of my passions is intuitive eating, but um, in addition to wanting to do private practice, I also really wanted to focus on writing, but I was so focused on my private practice that that was put on the back burner. And eventually I became really burnt out from private practice. And so decided about a year ago to, um, to pivot and become a writer. And so that's been a really exciting, fun journey. And I feel like I finally found where I'm really supposed to be. Um, it just took me, you know, a few different, a few different things, trying a different things out to see, um, what I really, really love to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the the course that a lot of entrepreneurs go through, right? It's kind of you got to figure out what it is that you um, are passionate about, what it is that you can do. Um, so that's awesome. Tell me a little bit about your background as a dietitian before you became a copywriter. Like, where did you go to school? Like, what uh, what internship did you do? I went to St. Catherine University in St. Paul. Um, it's actually the largest women's college in the country. So very proud of that. Loved it there. Um, and then did my internship at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, and that was a really cool opportunity because I saw lots of cases that were pretty unique to Mayo. Um, yeah. And so that was a good good start to my career. Um, prepared me well for, for my first clinical job and everything. Yeah. How long have you been a dietitian for? Um, almost five years. It'll about four and a half years. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And um, what do you like the best about being a dietitian? I think it's just really neat how we can um, do so many things. You know, there aren't many fields. There aren't many careers where you can be a writer, where you can work in a hospital, where you can work with athletes like it's there's so much diversity and I think that's a beautiful thing about the field because nutrition is applicable to so many different areas yeah and our expertise is so needed especially in the world of influencers and you know people who don't really have any business talking about nutrition I think our expertise is needed more than more than ever and so the more places that we can be the more visible that we can be the better but I just even when I was choosing dietetics as a career I remember one of my professors saying like one of the beauties of it is that you can do so many things and you don't have to go back to school for it. You don't have, you know, unless you wanted to get like a master's in something, but you know, as a dietitian, you have such a strong foundation anyway, you can go to so many different areas and, you know, serve, serve well as a dietitian. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool because knowing myself, I love variety. I get bored easily. Yeah. And so 
having options to try different things and add variety to my work and my day. That's like right up my alley. So it's a great fit that way. Yeah, I think I think a lot of dietitians probably feel the same way. You know, it's like if we get, you know, tired of being a clinical dietitian, we can easily pivot to something completely different, right? Mm-hmm. You may journey from private practice or, you know, from private practice to copywriter. Um, yeah, that's amazing. You know, you have lots of good experience. So tell us a little bit about like how you made that pivot from private practice to copywriting. So it started um, with my first contract job as a writer, which I still have this job um, as a writer for an agency for intuitive eating dietitians. So writing social media captions and writing newsletters for other intuitive eating diet RDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like my, my jump into it. And then um, I wrote a guest blog for another dietitian about intuitive eating in the geriatric population, how that can help improve their intake. Um and then from there, just purchased a course on called Writing for Money and learned how to pitch myself, um, learned how to, you know, find potential clients. And so I've, through that, I was able to get um, a few dietitian clients who I still have, who I still write blog articles for, and we're talking about other projects as well. Um, and then I also have a a job writing for a diabetes company called Beyond Type One, um, which is a really nice mix too. Because again, I love variety, and so writing yeah. about food eating, writing about diabetes-related topics, like it's it's all a good way to have variety. Um, yeah. So really, just networking and pitching, and you know, letting people know what I do. Yeah. And I think um, that's amazing. It's a, it's a really hard to, to pivot, even though we're, you know, very multifaceted, we can do it all. And there's so many things that we can do because nutrition, like I said, is, is versatile, right? right. Uh, our fields give us that versatility as well. But, you know, sometimes it could be really um, hard pivoting from private practice to copywriting. It sounds really yes. simple, but it's, it's a lot of work, right? It's a lot it- of research and things that you have to do to get there. Yes. Even though I had the business background from a f- couple of years in, 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 in private practice, it was still anxiety inducing. It was still overwhelming because it was like, I have a whole new audience. I'm learning how to speak to this audience. I'm not on Instagram anymore. I'm on LinkedIn, like just a whole bunch of new stuff. And so it was definitely kind of felt like starting over. Um, But I knew at the same time that it was worth it because I knew that I wanted to prioritize my happiness. I love that. I love that. And how did you kind of manage, you know, switching over that and your anxiety and how did you manage that? Um, I was pretty open about it. (laughs) I was pretty open about feeling anxious about the whole thing. Um, I was also in a networking group at the time and I asked people Mm -hmm. to connect me with, um, others who had, who had, um, entered into the writing space, whether it was writing for magazines, writing for newspapers, whatever it was, just their expertise and kind of learning how they got their foot in the door in different places. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, taking a course, i met another fantastic dietitian who we've turned into friends, but she was kind of like my like mentor took me under her wing because she's a writer too. And so just finding people who I could talk to and just kind of ask questions, that was huge. Yeah. Don't you kind of wish that we had one centralized spot for just dietitians where we can just find mentors, we can find these resources and we don't have to go and dig for them, right? Right. That's why I'm excited to have this. (laughs) I think that's great. I think that's like... This is like what dietitians need. So absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. That's the whole reason, right? I think we do need a space just for us so we can all network. We can all help each other. We can all support each other. 
um, because I think there's a lot, um, you know, everybody can win, you know, as long as we support each other, everybody can win. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, cause I myself am so interested in what does copywriting look like? What is the difference between like a blog and an ebook and like all these different sources of media is like, how do you tell me more? Cause I have no idea what the differences are. Yeah. So I guess first I'm going to start off by explaining the difference between copy and content. Um, Because there's copywriting, content writing. I do a mix of both in my work. Um, So copywriting is where you are um, trying to get someone to do something. So that's a little more like, you know, sign up for my email list, like writing copy that sells, that kind of thing. You're convincing someone to take an action versus content is like information. So that's more so like a blog versus like social media captions where you're trying to get someone to do something with a social media caption. Um, A blog. Yes. You should certainly have a a call to action at the end of your article. Um, But it's more so information that you're selling versus like, or that you're um, communicating versus selling something. Um, And so that's the difference. The, the very high level difference between the two difference between different types of content is that they all kind of serve different purposes. So for example, a blog can be search engine optimized. So we find phrases that score well for each individual website and gives them, gives that website a good chance of ranking on the first page of Google, because when someone searches something and something pops up on the first page of Google, you're most likely to land. People are likely to mm-hmm. click on what's on the first page, not the second or third page. Yeah. And so that gets more eyes on your brand that establishes you as the expert in your area of expertise, yeah. um, builds the no like trust factor. It's just, it's just a great um, free resource for people to have. And it also helps you get more website clicks. And that also makes you eligible for ad revenue when you have enough people to your website every month. Um, I think so wait, quick question, because I think all of these in, are so great, but I don't think, I think we need to dive in a little bit deeper because I, I, I think a lot of people don't know what search engine optimization is or like ad revenue. How does this all work? Yeah. So search engine optimization, um, there are different tools that you can use for it. Um, so let's say I'm writing an article on intuitive eating and I want to write about intuitive eating and diabetes. So I would look for, I would go to key search, which is the, the tool I use. Mm-hmm. Um, and you type in like intuitive eating and diabetes. And then it comes up with a whole bunch of, of keywords that has like a, um, the score and the, um, volume, yeah. how many people search for that each month. Yeah. Um, and so it's finding kind of the the diamond in the rough, yeah. uh, the needle in the haystack of a term that has a good score for your website and that has enough people searching for it that people yeah. will look for it and hopefully yeah. land on your website. And I think that's why we need people like you, because I think a lot of this is going to go over a lot of our heads, right? We're going to be like, uh, what is a score? What is this? What is that? Um, and that's why we need writers who are dietitians but, and also no, you know, copyright, no SEO and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's time consuming and mm-hmm. having a private practice. I totally understand the struggle of marketing and seeing clients and doing everything else that having a private practice requires. And so I think outsourcing and having someone in your corner who really understands it yes. is, is a great opportunity to be able to let you do what you want, yes. which is seeing clients and let me or other people who write do what we want, which is writing your content. 
Yes, that's such a great, great um, method. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about ad revenue. Yeah, so ad revenue, I would say, is one of the big appeals of having a blog because it's a way to build visitors mm -hmm. or traffic to your website. So um, there's a company called AdSense, and as long as you have... I'm not positive on the number, but I want to say 50,000 sessions. So 50,000 mm -hmm. people viewing your website a month, you're eligible to apply for AdSense and then ads are on your site. Um, and the more people that visit your site, the more money you get from those ads being shown. Um, so it's like passive income. You know, of course you do need to keep your, your blog up to date and you need to continue posting, yeah. but um It's, it's a nice way to bring in some revenue, you know, literally in your sleep yeah. because people yeah. are visiting your website. How long does that, all that take for, um, I guess, for traffic to increase um, on your website and, you know, from the day one of, of starting yeah. to blog and post? It varies, of course, but if you are pretty consistent in posting two to four times a month, I would say around 18 months, mm -hmm. so about a year and a half of okay. being pretty consistent. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the whole concept of passive income is such a great concept, right? Because you can definitely make money while being in your sleep. Definitely. I think the concept with passive income, though, is that, you know, it's passive and you don't have to put any work into it. <laughs> But the reality that's, is that's the thing. It's like you still need to continue doing your blog. You still yeah. need to continue advertising it. So it's not completely passive, but you're not necessarily trading in, you know, 20 hours, hours for X amount of money, yeah. you know? And once you have it on the ball, it's like, it's going to continue to roll and continue right. to roll. Yeah. Right. What a great um, advantage, right? Mm -hmm. um, so many different avenues for dietitians and the services that you offer for private practice dietitians to make money on the side, but, you know, not having to deal with it directly because it right. is very time consuming, right? Yes. Writing and writing is not everyone's passion or everyone's forte. So you know, wherever your passion and your forte lies. And, you know, that's where your, what, that's where your time should be going, right? Mm -hmm. Not where, where it's not, exactly. you're not really interested in, right? Leave it exactly. for the professionals like yourself. Yes. Life is too short. <laughs> yeah. um, and we need to find things that we love. And if we're able to do them, by all means, do yeah. what you can to, to do them, you know, daily or as much as you can. Yes. Yep. yep. Use your free time for, for other things mm -hmm. that are going to bring you joy. Yep. Sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about why you think it's essential for people to reach out to dietitians instead of, you know, nutritionists. Yeah. Well, I think it goes without saying that we have the credentials needed. We have the 1200 hour internship, if not more hours. We have passed the exam. We stay up to date on continued education. We're more, um, patrolled for lack of a better word where we have more um guidelines to follow more guidelines more accountability um than the nutritionist and so yeah. you know with the nutritionist it's like did you take a two-hour course did do you have any training did you take a one-hour course whatever um so the just the education and background between right. a dietitian and nutritionist they're they're very stark and yeah um It's and kind of scary, right? Because, it, you know, yeah. if you're a, a patient who has diabetes and you're on insulin, you have somebody educating you on, you know, you shouldn't be eating carbs. Well, we're going to run into some serious problems here, right? So it's kind exactly. of scary hear things like that. And I have heard that, you know, in my experience, I have heard of patients, you know, being told the wrong things. Um, so it can definitely go the wrong way really fast. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. It can be very problematic. 
Yeah. So, and then how did you get into intuitive eating? Why did you, you know, kind of go in that direction as your specialty? Yeah. Um, so I was, when I was working at the hospital, I had a coworker who was reading the health at every size book and she was telling me all about it. And I told her that I was on Weight Watchers trying to lose weight. I've always been in a straight size body, but weight has been something that's really crept up on me very easily. I have type one diabetes. And so like as a teenager, every month, every three months I went into the doctor and I'd always gain like three to five pounds every three months. And so weight was a huge issue for me. Like my doctors made it a huge issue, um, as a teenager. And that really impacted me very deeply. Um, because I, you know, I do eat well. I did as a teenager, I was active as a teenager, still am. Um, and you know, but they put more emphasis on my weight than my diabetes at some appointments. And it was just always something that really bothered me and that I felt like, you know, what am I doing studying dietetics? If I gain weight easily, how am I supposed to help my patients who do, who can't lose it, blah, blah, blah. And she told me about health at every size, which I read. And then I found out about found out about the intuitive eating book after that. And I read it and I was just blown away. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is what I've been looking for. This speaks to me. This is what I've been struggling with. And shortly after that COVID hit and I got the idea to start a private practice. And when deciding what I wanted to focus on, I had just loved the intuitive eating book so much that Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, this is the natural path for me. I'm going to focus on intuitive eating Um, because it's one of my passions and it still is just in a different way, just, you know, being able to write about it versus, versus helping. helping, That's for sure. Cause you know, what you're writing is going to impact a lot of different people. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to know that we do all come, you know, come from different shapes and sizes and right. And that's okay. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We all have good bodies. Yes. And I think that that needs to be, um, vocalized more because there's so much pressure to be a dietitian and to have a certain body type and part of it comes from diet culture this idea from society that we need to look a certain way but also from the profession and you know we need to eat perfectly and we need to all look a certain way and it's like no that's just not it's not realistic look at our look at our hair difference like on a straight um you know it's like we all have different types of hair so it's all right and wrong there is it's just different we are different that's all Mm -hmm. right um and talking about that you know i think the whole intuitive eating platform and the haze really helps you know called different cultures and diversity you know people feel comfortable in their own skin whereas you know i know for a lot of people who are of the Latinx culture, the community, you know, for a lot of us, we struggle with thick thighs and like, you know, a lot of people struggle with curly hair, just, you know, not being able to accept, you know, who they are. Um, And I'm sure, you know, in different communities, you know, we also see, you know, different stigmas that are being portrayed as to what we should be looking like, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, no one's immune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So talking about, you know, intuitive eating haze um, and diversity, um, what do you think about, you know, diversity and dietetics? I think that we need more diversity. Um, I think it's a huge um, problem within the profession that we have such a small amount of diversity. I think um, anytime that we can have different viewpoints and different experiences, that's going to be helpful, especially for people um, who don't identify as white, you know, I'm a white woman, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, mm-hmm. if someone had a dietitian who, who looked like them or who had their same background, they might be more willing to listen. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think that, you know, in terms of patient care and getting the word out about nutrition, I think people would be more likely to listen to us if, if we had more people who looked like them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Of course. I'm going to agree. Right. I'm Latina. So I'm going to agree. But yeah, Yeah. I think think it's very much important. Um, You know, and also, you know, I think for people who are, are not of color to also, you know, understand like, Hey, like, there are resources out there too, right? Like if you're in a rural area and, you know, you are the only dietitian and you don't look like, you know, the person who you are, you know, counseling, reaching out for certain um, resources that could help you in in those challenging situations is pretty important. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I think all around diversity, LGBTQIA community, like it's so important for us to understand as well, you know, where are they coming from? And I think, you know, that's the whole point of this platform is so that everybody is embraced, no matter your background, your socioeconomic status. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So let's review your um, profile on Dietitian Your Way. What do you right. I love this cover photo. You look so good. Um, and I love how it's super direct. Let me help you with blog posts, articles, ebooks, and more. Let's go to your overview. And these are your previous work examples. So this is awesome. Like we have some links to your examples, um, some pictures to, to what you write about, your practice logo, the services you offer. Very cool. And then I think if we click on here, yep, if we click on here, we're going to actually get your resume, which is really cool. Yes. Yep. And then we'll be able to schedule your appointment, follow you on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool stuff. Anything you want to share about your profile and thing that I missed? Um, I don't think so. I think I just tried to keep it as straightforward as possible and as easy to navigate as possible around what I do. Um, but of course, you know, if someone's looking at this and they have more questions, please reach out. Um, you know, I, I might've missed something. So definitely just encouraging people to reach out. Great, great, great. Yeah. I think this is awesome and, um, very cool. And they can send you a message as well. So this is awesome. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. I think this is a really, really cool resource that you've created. I, it's great. Awesome. I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on as our first copywriter. Seriously, like, you know, I think, like we said, we're super multifaceted. Um, and I don't think that we have to limit ourselves, you know, just to working in the hospital, right? Which is exactly what we typically start off as. Exactly. Yes, there's a lot more that we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't want to start in the hospital, you don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly, in my internship, I wish that I had known that virtual work was a thing. I wish that I had known that I could have written articles for people. I would have easily done that. I worked at a grocery store till 10 at night, some nights, like, you know, I, yeah, I would have much rather sat at home and my, at my desk writing. So it's just, you know, what you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Man, I graduated 10 years ago, so there was no like virtual option. <laughs> right. I graduated six years ago. So it's kind yeah. of the same thing. With COVID, I feel like the virtual options really came oh, about. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. It's well, crazy because I mentor one of, of my uh, dietitians and she, my mentee, she is, she's applying for jobs and I'm like, go you, you got a remote job. You're getting paid well. Like, 
go yes. like yes the profession you know has advanced a little bit but yes. there's still a lot of, of room to go and there is go. there is yes yes yeah mm -hmm. i agree yep all right anything that you want to uh say before we kind of wrap this up Thank you for the opportunity to chat. It's always really fun to talk with other dietitians yeah. and talk about different um, jobs that we can have within the field. So I really appreciate this opportunity and I'm super excited for Dietitian Your Way to, to be up and running and to, you know, connect with people on here and, and make new relationships. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for hopping on. I think a lot of listeners, um, you know, RD2Bs or even dietitians who've been in the field for, you know, many years um, are going to see, hey, we don't have to stick to the things that we don't like. We can change it up whenever we want, um, just like you did and be successful at it as well. So exactly. thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find Courtney, uh, owner of Intuitively Nourished on Dietitian Your Way. All my listeners, uh, you can either listen to it on our podcast or you can actually view it on YouTube as well. So. Uh, and that will be all.